DDCO at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly. And it's, oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And this is episode number 162 of the podcast. And uh, for a baseball podcast, 162 is a pretty significant number, uh, the number of total games played per team per year. So for this episode, we are going to be looking at all things 162, specifically players who played all 162 games of a season uh, and some exceptions where they played more. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, but before we get into that, we have our 162 guy, Jack, who is yours? Uh, yeah, Jeremy. Um, you know, you know what, before we, uh, before we get into that though, you, you said 162 is a, a pretty significant number. Um, I remember at the Oscars, it was the 70th Oscars, mm -hmm. and Dustin Hoffman was presenting some something. Uh, he was presenting this like montage video of all 69 of the previous Oscars, and he, he goes, "Yeah, all uh, all 69 of them. I hope that number is as important internationally as it is in this room." And then uh, and then he looks at Jack Nicholson and he goes. Jack is smiling. Uh, good stuff. That was, you know, that that had to be. That was probably twenty plus years ago, and yeah. uh, I still remember it. Good, good old Dustin Hoffman. Uh, he's been canceled now. <laughs> he's um, been canceled, and he's bald. But uh... <laughs> yeah, yes, he is. Um, so my uh, my one sixty two guy is uh, Andre Edier. Oh, um, okay, nice. Yeah, so I uh, I actually chose him. Uh, I feel like any any chance we get to reference uh, Brody Stevens, the late Brody Stevens, on this podcast, uh, we should take it. Um, yeah. Andre Ethier hit 162 home runs in his career, um, but I think I most remember him because uh, Brody Stevens, who Jeremy and I saw do stand-up comedy in 2015, um, uh, he was at uh, in the upper the upper level of Second City doing a show, and uh, it, it was just a stream of consciousness show where he was kind of just talking about whatever and uh he started talking about because he, he was a big baseball guy and so he started talking about how he was doing a comedy show in front of some players on the dodgers and he was like who is in this audience andre edier 85 million dollar contract uh and you know i think maybe me and jeremy were the only people who actually laughed at that um <laughs> when you just when you just take that joke as a singular thing like the fact that he said that is so awesome um because first of all it's like he's just amazed that he's like in the presence of these baseball players who are making all of this money but also the fact that he mentioned andre Ethier, uh like because in in 2015 at this at this comedy show in Chicago, who would have ever even cared about Andre Ethier? It was such an obscure reference for and like such a weird thing to make a big deal out of mm -hmm. that it was that it was awesome. So anytime I think of Andre Ethier now, I think of that moment. Do you remember when he said that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I remember. I <laughs> remember mostly because I feel like you you've like uh, you know reinforced that one in my head. But every time I hear that name, I think of that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, just Brody Stevens. Yeah, I never, um, you know, it's never a, a too soon to, 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 you know, it's never a whatever lost chance to bring up Brody Stevens. Uh, always like just, you know, fun to 
<clears throat> like talk about him and uh and that show um yeah like he would just <laughs> it's so hard to explain like to just kind of define like what Brody Stevens did but like he would like brag about stuff that was just like either not like worthy of being not not worthy of bragging about or like just completely like obscure like something like this Andre Ethier thing which I kind of feel fits into both categories a little <laughs> bit um but uh but yeah like um definitely yeah, like he said it with the emphasis to like show that it meant that he knew that it meant something and we were supposed to like know that as well just, you know, by him reinforcing it with us. But <laughs> it was uh it was yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was it was uh it was great. Uh especially Andre either was at the tail end of his career. Um in in 2015 he pl- he played from 2006 to 2017. He was one of those uh Dodgers guys who you never really thought about that much, but he was always pretty solid. Um you know, he's he's probably similar to a guy like Chris Taylor or or Max Muncie today, uh even though I feel like Max Muncie gets headlines just for being kind of a, a dick. But anyway, he's 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 a typical player that you would expect to be on the Dodgers. had a had a decent career. Um, uh, two All Star games, um, won a Gold Glove, uh, fifth in Rookie of the Year voting his rookie year. So uh, you know, there's there's nothing too shabby about that. And he made over a hundred million dollars uh, in his career. A lot of it with that eighty five million dollar contract. So yeah, that's Andre Ethier, one hundred sixty two homers. Yeah, for sure. Um... So yeah, I uh, I never really liked Andre Ethier. I never really thought that he was like, you know, a threat necessarily. Um, I think he probably got a big hit in that 08 uh, LDS series against the uh, Cubs. But um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm trying to let's see if I can pull up his uh, postseason numbers really quick. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I he yeah, just never really an overpowering kind of guy. I guess career 285 average is pretty good. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's see. 08 uh, versus the Cubs. Um, no, he actually only had one hit, but uh, four mm. walks. Yeah, so maybe actually they shut him down during that series. He um, Maybe he was the only one who did it. I think James Loney had a big hit against the Cubs. Oh, uh, James like Loney. Yeah, I know. The other, like... Ethier had better numbers for a career, but I felt like both of those guys were equally not threatening. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's Andre Ethier. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I don't know. If, I'm not sure if you're ready to move on from Andre. Ethier yeah, Jack, let's do but, it. Well, I was gonna say just a quick shout out. Um, uh, speaking of Brody Stevens, uh, Bleacher mm-hmm. Jeff, who we who we met uh, officially at uh, the Cubs Twins game uh, last year. Got a got a shout out on uh, Cubs Twitter uh, for catching a home run, a Patrick Wisdom homer, I think, um, against the White Sox uh, on the right. fly, like in that little well area in, in the outfield of bleachers where he where he sits and bangs on the scoreboard uh, <laughs> illegal, legally. Um, uh, so he they actually tagged him in in this Twitter post, uh, which was pretty major, and um, he was. Uh, uh, Bleacher Jeff was um, notably a friend of Brody Stevens, and Brody Stevens would sit uh, out in the bleachers with him during games. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that was pretty cool and uh, kind of a major milestone for for a bleacher bum, uh, for a modern day bleacher bum. Yeah, definitely, Jeremy. We we were saying uh, that they they the Cubs themselves would never shout out my tie guy. So it, yes, you know, exactly. Bleacher Jeff definitely has that one up on him. And we know my tie guys on Twitter too, so I'm, I'm guessing he was a little bit jealous of that. 
Yeah, I know. Um, you know, he might edge out uh, Bleacher Jeff for a batting practice home run, you know, <laughs> next next home stand or something. But um, <clears throat> yeah, okay, cool, very cool. That was Andre Ethier. Um, so Jack, my uh, number one sixty two guy is uh, a guy who uh, is infamously known in in, in the Randley Theater podcast world, and that is uh, one Al Leiter. Oh yeah, um, I was I was looking at him, and, and oddly enough, I was just looking at his stats the other day because I was looking at uh, uh, his son Jack. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Al Leiter, that's a, that's a good one. You you have his autograph and have, have met him, <laughs> if, if you could call it meeting him. I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. I encountered him, I guess. Yeah. Or actually, I should say he encountered me. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so Al Leiter, uh, left-handed pitcher, um, pitched from '87 uh, to 2005, 19 years total. Um, and, uh, yeah, we Rain Delay Theater uh, podcast listeners will know that I uh, will recall that I had an infamous en- encounter with him outside of the Under Armour All-American baseball game in 2000. Was that 18, Jack? Yeah. Was... Uh, yes, yes, it was. First year of the pod. Yeah. Um, where he was going to see his son, Jack Leiter, who would end up being drafted by the Texas Rangers uh, third overall, I think, last year. Um uh, he was going to see him pitch in that game, and uh, I uh, thought he would be there uh, and brought a card uh, with him. And he was crossing; he was we were like he was crossing through this huge crowd of people waiting to get in to the stadium. And I asked for his autograph while he was like kind of qu- briskly moving through the crowd, and he like yelled at me basically and ripped the card out of my hand and said like, "Give it, give it here, or give it to me." And then like, uh, and he signed it, and then like you know kind of ran off and uh i was like geez i got the autograph but i was berated so um Good lord yeah it was it was rough and i go, went into that interaction thinking like that Lighter was kind of like a fun loving lighthearted kind of guy because he kind of like had that um reputation on mlb network but um but yeah not not to be the case it's a good example of uh, like if i was a little kid i would have i would have been heartbroken um, because yeah, it's one of those things. Don't meet your idols. Not not that L Lighter's an idol, but um, you know, not it was a it was a bad <laughs> interaction. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's see. He's a two time All Star, two time World Series champ. Um, he was um, on that '97 uh, Marlins team, and uh, he was on. Was he on uh, the '93 Blue Jays? Yes. Yeah, those are his two rings. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like just a, a like kind of a, a solid uh, pitcher um, over his career. Let's see, his 162 game average is 203 innings pitched per season, so that's pretty good. He he went over 200 innings pitched uh, several times during his career, including 215 innings in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. He led the league in walks a couple times, which is interesting. Yeah, 119 walks in 96 and 215 innings. I mean, I don't care if you pitch 215 innings. 119 walks, that's a shit ton of walks. A lot of walks. Let's see what his whip was that year. His whip was his whip was only 126, like which is pretty yeah, low for that many walks. Way less than way less than one hit in inning. 153 hits in 215 innings. Yeah. Um and his ERA was 293 for that season. So that's a it's an nice. interesting uh you know, situation there. I wonder just how many pitches he threw that season in comparison to some other pitchers. It just seems yeah. like, you know, and, and he struck out 200 guys too. So that's a lot of damn pitches, uh, you know, per, 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 uh, plate appearance. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, 
Uh, let's see. So he, he had 162 uh, wins for his career, 132 losses, uh, 380 ERA. It's pretty good, especially over 19 seasons. Um, and, uh, God, he went back to the – see, this is another one of those guys who ended on a weird team because he went back – not only did he go back – so he went to the Mets in 98 and pitched a lot of years there and pitched in the World Series in 2000 in the Subway Series um, and just had a, a pretty solid extended run with the Mets, um, 342 ERA. But this is crazy. Like he In 05, he went back to not only the Marlins – for 17 games, but also the Yankees for 16 games. Like I do not remember the, uh, and, and the Yankees is where he started, but he, I do not remember the 2005 stint return of Al Leiter to the Yankees. That's kind of, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, interestingly, I think that for me, what, what stood out about him when I was, I was looking at his numbers the other day is that he didn't really start to stick in the big leagues until 1993 when he was 27. Yeah, um, I don't think he probably didn't lose his rookie eligibility until until then. Although maybe he lost it in '88 when he uh, exceeded rookie, rookie limits during 1988 yeah. season. Okay, but he he didn't he played he pitched enough then he pitched 57 innings then, but he uh, he didn't pitch that much again for another five years. So he had he had kind of a weird career. I don't know if he was dealing with injury stuff or what, but uh, he didn't he didn't become an established pitcher until his late 20s. So that's um. That's, you know, not something you would see today and then for a guy to pitch until he's almost 40. True, that's true, yeah. His kind of, like, his prime years, he pitched, like, 12, like, 12, 13 years in his, like, on mm-hmm. a, as a regular player. And those first, those first like, basically seven years were, yeah, just kind of bouncing around or, or just not bouncing around but just not much going on there. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Interesting situation there. Uh, just to end this on a on a down note for Al Leiter, um, Jack, I don't know if you – when you were looking at this, but do you know what his full name is, his first – his? Well, do you know what Al is short for? Um, Jesus. Uh, how do you say – how do you pronounce that? Well, yeah, it's not Albert. It's not Alvin. It's not Alexander. It's yeah. – I yeah, I'm gonna guess it's I I feel like it's Eloise, but yeah, or uh, Eloy, um, yeah, I don't yeah maybe yeah Eloy Jimenez, um, A L O I S. So yeah, if it's French, yeah, I guess Eloy, but like, um, he's from New Jersey, so you know he's not even from like Montreal or something. So I don't know. So um, there you go. So you know L, you know you might have ripped my card out of my hand like a jerk, but at least my name isn't. Eloy or Eloise. And, hey, and also to end it, end it on a, a down note for Al Leiter, uh, I believe his nephew is currently a bum for the Cubs, right? Uh, he is, um, although I think I missed the, the, the situation. I, I don't think Mark Leiter is still on the active roster, but I don't – I'd uh, – I'm assuming he isn't. I haven't heard his name in, in like over a week, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think – yeah, but definitely has um, – have been a bum on the Cubs this year for sure. Yeah, they sent him back down in the minors. Ah, good. Well, well, well deserved. Um, let's hope let's hope we don't see him again. I guess if you're a Cubs fan, I don't really care because yeah. I'm, I'm a Brewers fan. But um, speaking of guys that got sent down for the Cubs, uh, Frank Schwindel uh, also got sent down like y- yesterday and then recalled today. Is that right? Yeah, he's in the game right now. So. Oh yeah, so you know that that must have been kind of awkward for David Ross. To like, you know, be like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta send this guy down. Like, you know, he's been with the team all year. Uh, sends him down, and then 
like was was he on the plane already? Like did they have to um did they have to fly him right back? I always wonder how that works because like like yeah, I mean did he go to Iowa? Did they kind of know they were going to bring him? I mean, I don't think they knew they were going to bring him right back, so like he might have like got on a plane and then like then like I was wondering about that cuz the Cubs were at home last night and now they're in San Diego. So like did he take a separate flight? from San Diego to, or, you know, from Iowa to San Diego. He probably has to connect through Chicago anyway. But, um, yeah, I always wonder how that, like, the logistics, the, like, literal logistics of, of that stuff works. But, um, you know, he didn't get into the game uh, for Iowa. So um, I'm not even sure if he ended up, I don't know if he even set foot in Des Moines. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna just this morning when I read it. It was it was six thirty. Otherwise, I might have texted you. But I, I was uh, gonna gonna text you like they sent Schwindel down with like the sad emoji, where the yeah. emoji is like looking looking down. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I was like, yeah, I don't I don't really I don't really care that much. <laughs> um, we did see him hit a homer, which yeah. was which was fun. Um, you know, I he was only hitting about two hundred, like I think two oh nine or yeah. something. So actually, actually the other day I was like, man, this guy might get might get sent down. Um, I think they, they sent him down because he had options, uh, which is why they didn't send Aramisio down. Um, or just because uh, I don't think Aramisio has any options left, even though he's hitting he's hitting under 100, but that's probably why he's still with the team. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's I guess it's good to see him back. I also wonder how Alfonso Rivas feels about it because Ross right. said in an interview yesterday, he's like, yeah, Rivas is going to get some runway now. Um, but like now, I mean, it doesn't really seem like that anymore. No. Um, yeah, that's weird. I mean, like I'm okay with, um, Rivas getting the, the brunt or like the share of the like platoon situation, but like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a bummer. Like Schwindel was like a feel good story and like he, he just did, he was just good enough. He was good long enough to maybe make you actually think like, Oh, maybe this is more than just like a, a fluke. I mean, he was he was like one of the best hitters in the National League in the second half of the season. Yeah, like, he was. I think he was the player. He was either the player or the rookie of the month in August and September in the National League. Yeah, rookie of the month. Yeah, yeah. And like he had like, I think he was like only second to Bryce Harper in OPS in the second half of last season for the for the National League. I mean, yeah, that's significant. Like his second half numbers were better than Rizzo's. Like, like. It's it it was obviously like you know you, you got to be a real like uh, you know fool to think like hey Schwindel's you know the replacement for Rizzo but like like he he was he was relevant just long enough to be like all right maybe there is something here um, mm-hmm. so yeah and and just being a, a feel good story overall so you kind of you kind of root for him uh, that's why I was happy to see him hit that homer. Um, because he was struggling before that, but um, that would turn out to be his second, and you know uh, he only has two homers. <laughs> his, his most <laughs> that recent game, that game was homer. going on a on a month ago now. Um, yeah, pretty it was pretty long ago. So um, you know I, I hope he uh, I hope he's able to stick around for a little bit longer. I don't know if his confidence is going to be going to be shaken now by that getting sent down, but uh, I suppose we'll yeah. see. I think yeah that that's one thing where I think he'll be okay because you know. He's still playing with. I still think that he probably feels he's playing with house money. You know, he's he bounced around the minors for so long that I think, like, you know, I think he, he'll probably be unfazed by that a little. I would say, but he needs to start hitting. <laughs> no, that's that's for sure. Um, 
So uh, earlier this week, uh, and this is just a, a small thing, but uh, Chris Woodward um, got kind of roasted. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw it, Jeremy, but but Glaber Torres uh, hit a uh, hit a walk off home run in uh, Game One of the Mother's Day doubleheader yesterday at Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. to beat the Rangers. Um, and somebody uh, somebody he hit it to right field, so he hit it over that short porch. And uh, somebody asked Chris Woodward about it, and uh, Woodward's response was, small ballpark, that's an easy out in 99% of ballparks. He just happened to hit it in a little league ballpark to right field. <laughs> um, and, like, okay, so th- that's a guy who's had a dumb take uh, with the Tatis thing. Mm-hmm. He was the one who started griping about the Tatis thing. Uh, so, first of all, Aaron Boone had kind of a, uh, a funny retort. Um, uh, well, I should say before that, that uh, a sports writer pointed out that that would have been a home run in all but four of the 30 major league ballparks, not just Yankee Stadium. So Chris Woodward was wrong about that. Yeah. But uh, he also, um, also they asked Aaron Boone about what Chris Woodward said, and, and Boone said his math's wrong, 99%'s impossible, there's only 30 parks. Um, <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know if he just meant like literally, like, you know, it's, it's like one out of 30 is like, or 29 out of 30 is like 96%, or if like it was a Yogi Berra thing where they thought like, uh, uh, you know, like, or, or Ricky Henderson, I think, was it Ricky Henderson? Um, they said, you know, do you think that 50% of players are on steroids? Um, and, you know, Ricky said, well, I don't do steroids, so that's that's 49% right there or something. <laughs> you don't know if uh, – so you don't know if, like, that's what Boone meant by that. But uh, either way, it was a, a pretty dumb take. And then the next uh, the next day or shortly after that, Woodward walked back his comments, and he said his comments were a joke and that Yankee Stadium is a cathedral. So I, I don't know if he got, like, slapped on the wrist by somebody, uh. but – what a what a dumb what a, it was a dumb thing, but it, it just just happened very recently. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, twenty nine out of thirty is ninety six point seven percent. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Um, so there you go. So there's that. But um, that's actually like, you know, I mean, it's weird because it's contradictory. Because so the whole thing with Tatis was that he was enforcing like the unwritten rules of baseball. But if you were really like being like, you know. I, like baseball fucking police or whatever you would all you would definitely revere Yankee Stadium so it's like it's kind of mixed messages first of all it's stupid to say that but uh what he said but um like yeah i mean hey if you want to shit on Yankee Stadium go for it i guess but like <laughs> but um it's just a, a pretty that's a sad way of of putting it and yeah, can we can can Chris Woodward go wherever Jace Tingler went? Like those two need to go away from baseball quick. Like, yeah, they're kind of the same guy. Yeah, like they even they even sort of look the same. Yeah. Um. Uh. I don't know where Jace Tingler went, which is probably why Chris Woodward needs to go there too. Yeah. Exactly. No. He's perfect. Exactly. And like Jesus for Chris Woodward too. Like again, like talk about fringe guys, like who are just trying to hang on, like like a Schwindel or something. Like, um, like. He was, you know, he shouldn't have been, however long he was around in, 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 in Major League Baseball, cut it in half, and that was, you know, well too long for him to be in, in the Major Leagues. He certainly doesn't need to be around still, and the fact that he is, is just like, dude, like, keep your mouth shut, keep your head down, don't remind anyone that you're still connected to Major League Baseball, because you shouldn't be. And, like, he's talking about, like, Yankee Stadium, it's like, Get, dude, like, go away. Like, baseball doesn't need you. Like, you know, we'll get uh, Doug Desenzo or we'll get, like, uh, 
you know, the, uh, the, like the much maligned Chris Owings, like, you know, have him retire and become like a manager because, you know, maybe he won't say as many stupid things as you are, Chris Woodward. Yeah, no, that's, uh, uh, that's a good, good point, Jeremy. Yeah. Chris Woodward needs to, um, you know, take the, the advice that Alcides Escobar should take too. just, you know, keep your head down. Don't say anything. Maybe nobody will notice that you're still, um, you know, collecting a paycheck from a major league team. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty pathetic. I, yeah, I got nothing else to say about Chris Woodward. Yeah. Uh, Chris Woodward, pathetic. Um, maybe not quite as bad as Mike Schilt calling another coach a motherfucker, but like, <laughs> you know, definitely bad. What a crazy guy, Mike Schilt. Like who is he to be calling somebody a motherfucker? Like what a, what an, what an, he needs anger management. Wait, do we talk about that on the podcast or no? I don't, I don't think we ever did. No. So, okay. So he, he was looking into the dugout of what team was it? The Dodgers, oh, man. the Pirates. Uh, I, I don't know if it was. Uh, yeah, I really, I really don't remember remember what team it was. But he, Mike Schilt, is now the bench coach of the Padres. Yeah. Okay. That's what. It, okay. So the third base coach of whatever team it was was looking into the dugout, and Schilt was looking. Schilt was in the dugout, or was it the opposite? Uh, I think I think it was the opposite. I think Schilt was walking past the visiting team's dugout. Okay. Or, or the opposing team's dugout, rather. Okay. I thought he was, like, the third base coach. But um, but anyway, like, and he said something like, what are you looking at or something? And then, like, yeah. Yeah, no, he, you're right. He might have been the third base coach. Whatever. This story's worth it for what's what's coming up. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if people have heard it or not, yet or not or whatever. But, yeah, so he, like, said something, uh, like – Whoever was staring at whoever, like the guy, the guy on the, well, I wish we could remember. There's only fucking 29 other teams. I can't remember what team it was, but the coach said, who was like, happened to be black, like said, like they, like they got into it. Like, who are you, who are you staring at? Like, and yeah. he said something like Schilt said something back. And, uh, I guess, yeah, he caught, I guess he said something like, you know, whatever, what do you, who are you talking to motherfucker or something? And then like he said to the coach, he's like, you better come and get your boy or something like something like that, right? What was it? Or get get yeah. a control of this get a, get control of this guy or something? I, I yeah, I think so. It might have been the Giants that that they it were was playing. the Giants. It was the Giants. Yeah, yeah, it was the Giants. And so I, I think Schilt said to Gabe Kapler, he he said he pointed at the coach or, or something, and then he he said, uh, "You need to get this motherfucker under control," yeah. or, or something something like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, then the uh, but it was it was a black coach, and so then the the black coach uh, I forget I forget who it was, but he you know he rightfully so said he, he took exception to uh, what Mike Schilt had said. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I think they they smoothed everything over the next day. But uh, you know, who's who, Mike Schilt looks like? I've said this before, but he looks like a high school a middle school science teacher. Yes. Like, wh- why is this guy calling anybody a motherfucker? It's clearly it's clear at this point that Mike Schilt has like issues. Like he has like a Napoleon <laughs> complex for sure, at the very least. Yes. Um. But yeah, it was Antoine Richardson who like I don't remember him because I don't think he played in the major leagues. At least I don't uh-huh. remember him as a major league player. So um. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. It was um. And then like yeah they like they stood out behind home plate the next day and like or like there was like a they had to like do like give like you know a press conference or something behind home plate or something. 
Uh, and Schultz was just standing there, and it was just like it was just a bad. It was a bad look. It, the whole thing was just bad. And it's like this is Mike Schultz. It's like, yeah, the guy. Yeah, exactly like you said. You shouldn't be calling anyone a motherfucker. This guy shouldn't be getting like like loud with anybody because like he's such a little twerp. Yeah, you know, now you see why he was fired suddenly by the Cardinals. Um, yeah, exactly. It all makes sense. Um, okay, well, uh, Jeremy, what do you say we dive into uh, our 162 stuff? Let's do it, yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, so, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, they didn't always play 162 games in Major League Baseball. Uh, that first started in 1961. Uh, I think that was the American League that started that. Uh, that year, the National League played only 154 games. So I think that was uh, one of the only times, if not the only time, that both leagues uh, played different schedules or played a different amount of games. Uh, so they, the next year, both teams went to 162. And, uh, you know, it's been like that, uh, been like that ever since. Um, I, I think they did it because of expansion. Uh, and frankly, Jeremy, I, uh, I, like, I like 162. Uh, I like that they uh, I like that they play so many games. Um, I I like that during baseball season, uh, odds are your team is going to be playing at it during those six months. That your team is probably playing today, mm-hmm. uh, at least six out of seven times during a week, if not every day of the week. Uh, that that's one of the things that makes baseball season so great. There's a lot of people who want to shorten the season by a month. Say only play 130, 140 games. People say, oh, we play too many games. I love it. I love that there's so many games. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm always in favor of, you know, as many games as possible. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's always weird when things get changed and with numbers and baseball being, like, kind of the only sport that, like, their numbers still stand for something and mean something. Like, yeah, I just feel like when you shorten, like, you know, the 2020 season, like, it just throws everything off. Like it's, it's like, it's hard to like look back even doing this. Like when we were going back, like and looking at players who played 162, you get to 2020 and it's like, what was 61 games or something like was yep, the most. I, I just skipped right over that one. Uh, I think, I think like Starling Marte led the league with 61 games played, but I just, I didn't even, I didn't even want to think about that season. Um, yeah. You know, when, when you, when you think about baseball stats, you think of them in relation to a 162 game season. So n- none of the, none of the statistics, from that 2020 season make any sense yeah it's just no there's no frame of reference no point like no context there so it just yeah if they were to change things now you know it would just kind of tarnish kind of like what we know like is the norm for for baseball so yeah that would be a bummer um interestingly enough uh the year 1961 that was the year roger maris hit 61 home runs so uh, a lot of people wanted an asterisk next to that because he did it uh, in extra games. So for the first year or two, maybe maybe the extra games were unpopular. Um, I, I think that maybe there are probably some players, too, who don't want to play 162. Uh, but, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. And this episode today is going to be about uh, all the guys who, who played 162. Or we'll, we'll, we'll point out a few guys. But, Jeremy, I, I think that playing 162 games – you have to do it on purpose. You you don't just you don't just accidentally play 162. At least at least in this day and age, you have to ask your manager to be in the lineup every single day. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> they talk about the like Cal uh, Ripken's record and like, you know, it's I, it, the way that baseball is now. You know, that will never happen again. Um, nope. I mean, I don't even know who like in recent years what the like longest like even now like. 
what's the longest consecutive game streak going? Like it's, I mean, is it even a hundred? Well, it would have to be, we'd have to look to see whoever played 162 last year. And if they, um, you know, have gotten in every game this year, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I remember like Miguel Tejada at one point had like the record, like, mm-hmm. but other than that, like, I don't even, you know, I don't know. Prince Fielder had one going for a little while. It was a couple seasons. Marcus Semien's probably up there. He's he's played 162 games a couple of times. I don't, I don't know if he played every game in the pandemic season. Again, that, that gets thrown off because, like, if a guy played 60 games in the pandemic season, he gets to keep his streak going. Uh, Whit Merrifield is another one who always seems to play in every game. Uh, but now, I mean, I was just so, you know, I made my bet on Brian Reynolds uh, to lead the league in hits, and I, I read that, like, every other Sunday – Derek Shelton is going to give either him or Key Brian Hayes the day off. It's like, what? Like, come on, man. I made a fucking bet on this guy. You can't be giving him, <laughs> off, like, two or three two or three days off a month for no reason. You just paid the guy. He wants to play. Like, stop giving him days off. What the <laughs> what the fuck? Craig uh, Council, he'll sit Kristen Yelich versus lefties now. You're paying this guy $20 million a year to just play baseball for six months. Like I, So I, I know I've griped about this before. But I, I hate it when everyday players are given days off for no reason. Um, yeah. You know, we, 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 we got the brunt of that in the Rays game. We didn't get to see Wander Franco play. <laughs> yeah. I understand I understand why it has to happen, but I like when a guy plays 162. I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah, it's a bummer when you go to see that. And, like, I, when you go to see a player and they're not playing, didn't the NBA try to do something to, like, like make teams play stars, like, on the road or something? Like, I don't know, because, like, people were, like, complaining, like, you know, they'd go see, uh, you know, I don't know what team it, he was on at the time, but they would go see, like, the Cavs and LeBron James would be getting a rest or something. Sure, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think they, they were going to, like, find teams or something, okay. or something for, for doing that. I remember that, too. That was the thing. You don't you don't really hear about that anymore. But, uh, hell, yeah, if I was a fan, I would feel I would feel ripped off uh, if I paid 200 bucks to see a, a – uh, the team, you know, my team play the Cavs just because I wanted to see LeBron James, and then he sat. Um, yeah. You know, no, nobody nobody cares about that for baseball, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Noah Syndergaard can just you know remove himself from the lineup uh, for you know whatever reason, and then you, you don't get to see him. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's 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 always lame uh, when that happens, and I I definitely appreciate the guys who who go out there every single day. For sure. Well, uh, let's um, let's take a look at some of these guys then, I guess, huh? Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and and you know, before we begin, Jeremy and I learned something uh, yeah. today. We 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 came across a couple <clears throat> of guys who had played in like 164, 165 games, um, 163 games in the case of Greg Walker on the 1985 White Sox. We, when yeah. in fact. Well, we some should, of those teams. Yeah. yeah, we should talk about that real quick, just as a reminder. Like, I don't know when that came up, but like, uh, at one point, uh, Greg Walker, we, Greg Walker from the White Sox, did come up for some reason, and um, I like, I think at the time I discovered that he um, played 163 games in 1985, and we were kind of uh, a little dumbfounded as to how that happened. Uh, but yeah, we 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 got a little quick uh, history lesson of our own in research here. Yeah. Um, so the the all time leader in, in single season games played is Maury Wills in uh, 1962. That was the year uh, his uh, Los Angeles Dodgers played um, the uh, San Francisco Giants in a three game playoff. Um, I believe the NL 
uh, used to do a three-game playoff when when a, a season would end in a tie. So Maury Wills played all 165 games that year. Jeremy, do you know anything about Maury Wills' uh, reign of terror as the Seattle Mariners manager? Uh, I've I feel like there was just an article about that or something like I followed. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, was that in the seventies or the eighties? It was. I, I think it was in the early the early eighties. Okay. Um, you know, among other things, he uh, he he tried to get a pitcher from the bullpen, and uh, nobody was warming up. Yeah. Yeah, um, there was, I think I follow this like Facebook group, like 80s baseball or something, and mm-hmm. there was something about that, and maybe it was the anniversary of him doing that or something else, but yeah, that uh, that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I think there was another guy, he put him in the lineup at third base, and the guy hadn't been on the team for a month, um, so yeah, that was, uh, he, had, he had a brief but comical run as the uh, Mariners manager, so he, he played in 165, that's, that's the record, and then I'm, that's probably never ever going to be beaten. Um, Ron Santo is up there too. So is Billy Williams. Uh, they both played in 164 games. Uh, there are a couple of, there's about five guys well, who played in 164. Let, there, uh, there are a couple of them. Let's and talk so about that, this. That was a different, a different scenario. Yeah. Let's talk about this scenario. Right. So this is the thing I was saying with Greg Walker. Like, yeah. um, so we found out that like, okay, so like, you know, if a game happens, like, you know, if a game is tied right now, like in baseball and like there was a, a rain or like it, there's a, you know, a bad rain, uh, delay and they have to like suspend the game. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of times now, like, um, games will get suspended and then made up like at the end of like, or like the next day as part of like, you know, they'll finish a game and then, um, play, you know, a new game. Jack, did we, we didn't go, we, we didn't go to one of those or we didn't go to like the back half of that or something. Did we like, I feel like there was something, um, I don't know. I maybe I went to one like mm-hmm. I went to the full game after like they finished a suspended game or something like that. But you know, so it'll happen. Like most of the time, it'll be like the next day they'll just finish. Like you know, they'll resume in the seventh inning with the tie game, whatever. But apparently, back in the day, um, <clears throat> they said that they've done different iterations. So I don't know if it was like this up until 2007. But basically, before like you know, back in the day when there was a game that was tied. And uh, it was like, uh, whatever, like it was either it got too dark and there were no lights or it was a rain out or whatever. They would end the game in a tie and they would remake, they would like play the game over, like they would do the whole thing over, but they would keep the stats uh, from that tied game. So in this instance of Greg Walker playing 163 games in 1985, um, he... The, the white that's what happened with the White Sox. They played a game to a tie. I think it was seven innings. It must have like ended it in just a rain out or whatever. And then the next day they played a doubleheader. So the the team actually played 163 games, but their record was like 85, 77, and a tie and one. Um, so it's weird that they did that. Um, you know, a couple of years ago we went to a game that got completely washed out. Um, but and like I haven't. I we keep stats for the podcast. And I have like an alternate stat thing where I tabulated the stats from that game, mainly because what is Grayson Griner hit a home run in that game? Yes, he did. Yeah, she'll live forever. <laughs> yeah, and like it's certainly he would wish that they played those stats with with those rules because then he would get you know one more homer for his career, which I wonder how many career homers he does have. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yeah, so that's why a lot of these guys, if you look at this list, a lot of guys have 163 games played and it's because or more uh, and it's because of that santo in in 65 had 
164 games for the Cubs, and that's I think that's what happened in both of those instances. Yeah, and, and Jeremy, this was happening up until a lot more recently than uh, you know you or I probably suspected. I'm looking at the 2003 New York Yankees when Hideki Matsui played 163 games. Uh, they are credited as being 101, 61, and one for a finish. Wow. Um, the uh, the 98 White Sox when Albert Bell played 163, they were uh, they were 80, 82, and one or 82, 80, and one something like that. So, okay, so you know, yeah, this really was happening up until about 2007. It seems. They must, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, exactly. So, two, so two thousand till, uh, so whatever till two thousand seven. Um, in two thousand eight, then I'm gonna guess that was the year that the Twins played the tiebreaker game. Uh, yeah, it must have been. So, uh, so yeah, I was saying to you earlier, Jeremy, that uh, um, you know, the last player to play one hundred sixty three games was Justin Morneau. Okay. In in two thousand eight. Uh, so it looks like they finished. 88 75 and zero um they finished second in the al central so um oh and that uh, was the blackout game i believe um against the against the white Sox. oh god that was right after i moved to chicago i moved i moved here in august of 2008 okay yeah that was that was the blackout game i guess to determine first place in the al central um and that was i think that was the last year until well um I guess in 2020, the Cubs and the Sox both made the playoffs. Is that right? Uh, in in 2020, the Cubs and the Sox did. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. Did the Cubs make it in 2020? They did. They that's the year they lost to the Marlins. Okay. Well, uh, sure. Sure enough, because the the White Sox did too. They lost to the A's in 2020, I think. Yeah. And so then I think before that, 08 was the last time both teams made the world the the, the playoffs. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always a possibility when that happens that there could be a crosstown series, which would be insane. Um, God, imagine but, the fights at that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's outstanding. Uh, yeah, Justin Morneau, too. So, yeah, last player to play 163. Oddly enough, he ended his career with the White Sox. Right, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I saw, I saw him hit his only triple that season. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so, yeah, those, those are some good ones. Uh, so that, that was definitely a scenario that, that used to happen, but it, it does not uh uh anymore um well uh, th- that's the sad thing about it too is like there are i well maybe not i think going forward there won't be but like you know there's been a fair share of 100 and, of of game number 163s mm-hmm. um i i was you know i was talking about it with jack earlier that i was at the the game 163 between the cubs and the brewers in 2018 but like jolie's chat jolie's chassin versus quintana i think was that game right yeah 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 um and uh and but you know those guys didn't play 162 games to be to begin with so they don't none of them got you know 163 games in that game so yeah that is uh it's a shame that even if there is a one game 163 the odds are no one's gonna hit 163 games played in that game so no, no, and Jeremy, I, I think the, the new collective bargaining agreement did away with game one sixty threes, right? Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, it goes to like winning percentage or like or like uh, score. No, it goes to like run scored percentage or something. Yeah, something like I, I think yeah, it's like run scored percentage or run run differential. Yeah, yeah um, that's it. That's so it. the the Giants uh, the Giants know what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Try you know to tell us Escobar that. Yeah, it'd be funny if if a team didn't make the playoffs because they respected the game too much. I know, yeah, that and would they, be awesome. And they, 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 did, they didn't run up the score. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, 
Okay, so, you know, yeah, you got your obvious uh, Cal Ripken Jr., who played 162 uh, forever for, for many, many seasons. Um, uh, one, one guy that sticks out to me, he did it twice, was uh, Bobby Abreu. Um, who uh-huh. was surprisingly good. I was going to bring Bobby Abreu up when we were talking about Andre Ethier. We should do an episode of guys who were who were boring good. Yeah, sure. I, that would be a boring episode, but I, yeah. <laughs> it sure would be. Yeah, but that's a good, yeah, it is. Yeah, those guys, exactly. I would put all those guys into that category. Yeah, um, Ethier, Abreu, uh, exactly. Um, another guy that's, that stood out to me who played 162, who I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about, was Jason Bay. Did it in uh, 2005. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, uh, Jason Bay's a weird guy, like a uh, weird career. Um, definitely one of those guys who like had one crazy year and turned it into a big payday. Um, and then just, um, yeah, was never the same after that. No. Um, yeah, he had, he had, a, he had a, a decent year with Boston, too. Uh, I, I remember seeing him play in that season. I think he might have even hit a home run in that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was one that stood out to me. Um, also, Bagwell as well did it did it four times. Um, definitely aided by steroids, I should think. Yes, um, that's an interesting. Yeah, exactly. Because he was a guy who was always I felt like always hurt. But maybe like, yeah, maybe that was before. Yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty young when he did it. Um, although. Let's see. By I feel like by 05, he was kind of done. And so the last time he did it was in 1999 at age 31. So, yeah, he did it uh, kind of in his right around his like late 20s, early 30s. Um, and then I think, yeah, probably the body just broke down, I guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any guys, any guys stand out to you, Jeremy? Well, um, I think the one uh, for sure that stood out to me was um, I got a couple, but uh, Juan Pierre. Did it a bunch? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I realized how many times Juan Pierre played 162. And I'm trying to think if that was a career, if that was like, I mean, he did it age 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. So those must have all been, you know, he must not have missed a game for for that span of, you know, for, you know, those years. So he must have had a pretty long consecutive games played streak going. Yeah, I, I bet he had a, a long consecutive homerless streak going too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I bet, I bet uh, so. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I like he. Not only did he um, do it for the Cubs, but he did it for like the the Dodgers too. And like, I I just don't for I just don't remember the Juan Pierre Dodger uh, era. Like, it, I feel like it was feel like it was pretty unremarkable but maybe i'm wrong maybe I, i'm forgetting something yeah who, who else was he on was he on the rockies and the marlins those yeah are, those are two those other were the, teams that i and then the white Sox too right yeah rockies and marlins were, were his first two teams and then he came over to the cubs um only for one year um and then you know the next year he went to the dodgers and played 162 as well so sure um uh, yeah, and another guy I see on here is Jeff Francoeur. Did it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, what, what do they call him? They call him Frenchie. Frenchie, yeah. Yeah, he, he keeps he keeps finding his way uh, onto this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, Luis Gonzalez did it too, uh, uh, two different times. Once as a 33 year old. You know, you know who struck me as odd. I, I saw that he did this with Steve Finley. I was Steve, that was the next guy I was going to bring up is Steve Finley. Yeah, he did it when he was like 39. Yeah, 
exactly. He did in 1992 and then 2004, uh, which is crazy. Like that's probably got to be the biggest gap in between playing 162. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that was that was uh, exactly what I was gonna say uh, as well. Um, I, I counted, and I, I believe there's 12 active guys who've done it, who've played, who've played 162, or are currently still playing. Okay. The weird the weirdest one I think is Jonathan Scope. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Um there was a there was some prop bet on um like DraftKings this year like will Jonathan Scope I don't know what career homer if I don't know if he's nearing like 100 homers or maybe 150 homers for his career, uh-huh. but there was some sort of prop bet like will Jonathan Scope get his like 150th homer this season. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. I'm like what who what what fucking, you know, degenerate is making that bet. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and I I have to look that up because I I guess I'm curious now to see if he actually does it. But um, real uh, real quick too to go back to Steve Finley, Jack. I um I was at a, a Cubs Astros game way back in the day, and I saw Steve Finley um, hit a home run down the right field line, um, and it was one of those home runs that was like a moonshot, and it like went over like the foul pole. Um, oh, and it, wow. it, it like hugged the foul pole and like was so high that it was actually above the foul pole. And I remember seeing it thinking like, was that a home run or was that foul? But it was like, it, it was so high uh, that it was above the, the foul line. And um, I've been trying to f- go back and figure out what game that was. I can't remember if I actually f- figured it out or not, but it was a leadoff homer too. It was like uh, of the whole game. So uh, I don't know. I remember that about Steve Finley and the fact that his like, you know his career outshined his 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 reign on the Astros. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Was he was he a a, stero- a suspected steroid guy, or was that just Luis Gonzalez? I don't remember. I okay. I feel like there is some sort of black mark against Steve Finley, but uh, I could be wrong. But um, sure. Yeah, actually, that's a good question because he actually has some pretty good numbers for his career, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Finley can't be be in the Hall of Fame, but. It's like I feel like I don't know. I would be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dismiss any like you know dialogue, any like conversation about him uh, being like up there. Like he's he's got good career numbers. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree. I always I always kind of liked him when he was playing. Um, one one another one that struck me as as odd. Uh, I guess not. Maybe not so much earlier in his career. But uh, uh, late into his career, Ichiro was playing 162 games as well. He, 2010 as a 36-year-old, he did it. 2011 uh, and 2012 in his age uh, 38 season, he played a combined 162 for Seattle and New York. Uh, I, I guess for whatever reason, I always thought once the 2010s hit or even the late aughts, he had sort of become a you know just a, a like a, a platoon player or a guy mm-hmm. that, uh, that a fourth outfielder. But he, he was playing 162 up until about, you know, 2013, 2014. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, I, that uh, Not to go back to Steve Finley too many times, but that's the other thing that struck me is that, like, I don't I wish um, this this um, list we're looking at here doesn't really show what team they were on when they did this. But Steve Finley in 04 did it with two teams. He did it with the uh, Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. I feel that in and of itself is tricky, like, to do it in a trade season because I feel like teams give guys a couple days to report to their new team when they get traded. So like they would miss games at that point. 
Yeah, Manny Machado did that in 2018, too, when he got traded from the Orioles to the Dodgers. Uh, he, he still managed to play 162. So that that's definitely impressive and also probably a little bit of luck, too. You know, you got to get traded probably like uh, the morning of a game and then you can, you're can you within flying distance of the game itself. Um, so, yeah, pro- probably requires a few a few moving parts. Uh, yeah, George Springer did it, too. I, I always think of George Springer as being a guy who gets hurt all the time. Yeah. But he, uh, uh, in 2016, he played 162 games. That must have just flown under my radar. I, di- I didn't realize he played that, like, ever played that many games. Yeah, I think, um, I guess in some odd way I can see that. But, uh, yeah, he does seem to be hurt a lot. Definitely has been the last couple years. Uh, speaking of guys who get hurt a lot, I feel like Hort- Jorge Soler did it in 2019. That's crazy. Yes. yes. Uh, I yeah. I'm I'm aware of that. Uh, be uh, having play be in. I'm in the midst of the 2019 Stratomatic season uh, with my dad. So he he definitely he played every day and he put up some sick numbers. I was I was thinking about Jorge Soler the other day and I, I looked up his numbers. I was like, this guy went to Miami. He was the he was the World Series MVP. Yeah. He went to Miami and not a single person has mentioned his name this year. No, it's like he. I mean, maybe taking a cue from like like from from the uh, Elcidas Escobars and Chris Woodward's is like he almost went somewhere like it's like you know maybe he's like a shy guy and like you know he won won that World Series MVP and he's like ah uh, no no I don't, I don't like people talking about me too much I I'm gonna <laughs> go play in in uh, in Miami and and you know mission accomplished um, but uh, yeah that's yeah that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, um, and yeah, his his numbers are are terrible uh, uh, to boot as well. Yeah, it's um, so good. Your your boy Jonathan VR did it in 2019. <laughs> My boy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. He's on the Cubs. He's on the Cubs now. He is, and he's he's starting to resemble pa- Pablo Sandoval more every day. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I said that on the podcast or not, but um, yeah. Uh, here's here's Miguel Tejada too. He did it. Um, from let's see, oh one, oh two, oh three, oh four, oh five, oh six. So that obviously was when he had his career, his like consecutive games played streak. Um, I don't know exactly how long it was, but um, but yeah. Um, so those were the years I must have remembered seeing that stat. Jeremy, who do you think this season is going to play one hundred sixty-two games? <sighs> Jeez, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't even know. I think I feel like I was trying to think of something like this, like who's a cla- who's like a re- like a, a reliable guy, like um, or like a you know just like a a, a fixture, a lineup fixture guy in sure. this, this day and age. And I just like I, my brain still goes to Joey Votto, but it's you know he's he's beyond that point at this point. Um, he is, yeah, yeah. So I think like, he just went on the COVID IL. <laughs> well, there you go. And um, so yeah, I mean, I don't like. I, I I'd have to really think about it. Um, I feel like some weird guy like Robbie Grossman or something like someone, sure. you know, someone who like people again like completely under the radar, you know, would do it or something. But yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, you know who I'm gonna go with is uh, good old Marcus Semyon. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think he's I think he's played in every game so far this year. Okay. Um, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna continue I'm gonna go with him. He's done it. He's done it a couple times already. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who who gets a day off uh, or likes to take days off. The only thing that might give him a day off is the fact that he's sucked this year so far. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to Google Robbie or like wake up Robbie Grossman to see if he's even if it's <laughs> even possible. But like, um, 
Yeah, I could see that. Uh, you know, Marcus Simeon. I mean, I I don't even, you know, I don't even. I didn't even know he played 162 games at all. Like, I, I that hasn't like crossed my radar. Um, so you know, I guess Freddie Freeman has done it a couple times in his career and being with the Dodgers now. I mean, he does certainly doesn't need to play 162 games, but I'm sure the Dodgers for for their value would like to see him play 162. I don't know if he's sure. missed a game yet this year, but um. Yeah, let's, Robbie Rosen played 156 last year, but I think he's already missed games this year because I think he's he's only been in 24 games. And okay. I think okay. there's been more than 24 games so far this year, right? Uh, there have, unless they've had rainouts. Yeah, I would. my guess would be that he's had a day off here. But, sure, but definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one, though. Um, I did earmark another guy, Jack, is BJ Surhoff. Yes, Played yes. 162 games two years in yeah. a row. For um, Baltimore. Yeah, he must have been an outfielder. Yeah, he was an outfielder at this point. He wasn't like a catcher anymore. Mm-hmm. That's got to be an interesting one. And and Biggio did it a lot too, who was yes, also a former catcher. So, like, it makes me wonder, like, these guys who are catchers, when they finally get out of being a catcher, like, are they just like, finally I can play 162 games for the season? <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, BGO, did he ever go back to catching um, when he was older? Did he do it, like, once? I, I, I can't remember. I don't, think, I don't think he did. Oh, unless it was, like, a stunt that he did it, like, in his last... There, that's, I feel like that's kind of ringing a bell where he may, Did he do it, like, you know, in his last season or something? I don't know. Yeah, he, he might have. Um, yeah, uh, yeah who, who knows, man? Maybe, uh, maybe Schwarber will be, uh, you know, will be inspired to play 162 games. A former catcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I I thought you were gonna say go back to like ca- like catch for one day. That was <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't going there. I thought. I think Joe Madden did play him at catcher for the Cubs one time in 2019. Oh God, I don't remember that. Did you Did you hear the thing too about uh, how Joe Madden wanted uh, uh wanted Michael Lorenzen to pinch hit in an extra innings game? Uh, and he, he, he said, yeah, get, get Lorenzen to pinch hit. And they said, he's, he's on a plane to Los Angeles. Oh yeah. He he flew ahead the day before. Um, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a manager not knowing where his player is, uh, maybe, maybe it happens more often than you think. Uh, yeah. Also Brewers connection, Sal Bando played 162 games, three times, uh, in the late sixties and early seventies, uh, on those, on those good A's teams. Uh, Sal Bando, you know, no idea what the hell he's doing with himself now, but he was—he certainly was the worst general manager in, in Brewers franchise history. So he's, he's got—he's got that going for him. Um, another guy with former Brewers ties, Carlos Lee, did it three uh, twice actually, twice. Derek yes, Lee he did. did. He did. El El Caballo himself. El Caballo. Um, and that's <laughs> that's right. And uh, if you want to talk about similar players too, I, I believe Billy Butler. Did it in uh, 2013. That's an unbelievable one. I can't believe Billy Butler played 162 games. Good old country breakfast, isn't that what they used to call him? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great nick. That nick. He doesn't deserve that nickname. It's no. too good of a nickname for a guy like that. Yeah, it, it it truly is. Do you know what a country breakfast is, Jeremy? I mean, I don't think that's a real term. I think it's just kind of like a. You know, I mean, is there like like Irish breakfast is a thing, but is is there a such thing as a country breakfast? 
I, I mean, I I think the, the the guy who made it up said that like a country breakfast is just a breakfast where you're served every type of meat. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a country. So I I don't know if that's that's actually a thing. I I'll tell you if we ever go to a restaurant on a baseball road trip and they have a country breakfast, I think we should. Uh, oh, I don't know if we'll get it, but we'll, we'll probably at least remark on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. No. I think. Yeah. That. I think that's. I remember like hearing the story behind that. And I think. I think that's a hypothetical. Uh, country breakfast although i suppose like let's see i would actually well i don't really like i'm not really a ham guy i feel yeah. ham would have to be part of that but uh i do definitely like if i am getting breakfast i'm also not an eggs guy so i'm not really breakfast sure. really isn't my my thing but if i do maybe it's because i don't eat eggs i definitely do want bacon and sausage in my in my breakfast so there you go have you tried braunschweiger yet uh, I have not. We haven't talked about that on the podcast, have we? That's a that's a Midwest so. thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, Jeremy's never had had Braunschweiger. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to pick him up some from the store. <laughs> uh, Billy Butler, yeah, 2010 grounded into 32 double plays. 2013, 28 double plays. That was the year he played 162. So he was a machine for that as well. Yikes. Um, two two guys who I guess did it relatively recently on this list. Uh, Starlin Castro mm-hmm. did it twice. As recently as 2019, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, da, 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 Freddie Galvis did it in 17 and, and 18. Yes, I think he did. Those two really stood out to me. Like, I would say, like, man, it, yeah. If someone were to tell me, like, I don't know if those were the last two guys to do it, but like, I kind of think they were actually. It's like if someone held a gun to your head and said, like, name the last, like, or at least two of the last three guys to play 162 games. You know, I would never in my life name Starlin Castro and Freddie Galvis. No, uh, especially not Galvis, because um, I think Castro did it once previously with the uh, the Cubs before mm-hmm. he uh, he did it with the Marlins. Galvis did it uh, in two straight years with two different teams. One of them was with the Philadelphia Phillies in 2017. The other one was with the Padres in 18. I wonder how many guys there are who played 162 in consecutive seasons with different teams. That's interesting, yeah. That's a- Probably not many. Um, and Jeremy, where is Freddie Galvis? He he's in uh, Japan or Korea right now. I is he? Yeah, I only know that because um, I'm uh, another Facebook group uh, where guys like do through the mail autographs, yeah. and some guy sent he got an autograph. Let me just find out where he's playing right now. He's in. Japan, so he okay. got he got some guy to write back and send an autograph from Japan. So then he's like, "Well, I'm one for one, so let me try all these other guys." And one of them was Freddie Galvis. I'm like, "Jesus, Freddie Galvis is in Japan." That's the only way I knew. But uh, there, yeah, he's he's yeah, there. that's unbelievable to me. Um, uh, last year he hit 242 with 14 home runs in a little under 400 at bats, um, or uh, you know, uh, 400 plate appearances. And you know, that's that's not great by any means but the guy's always had a great glove too you think you think he'd be able to get on a major league roster somewhere he he i'm wondering if he was one of those guys who like signed early with npb like thinking maybe like not knowing what was going on with his baseball season and i would assume he maybe only has a one-year contract and somehow he'll be back next year that would be my guess but um yeah i don't know yeah it seems odd that he kind of just made that decision to uh to 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 play overseas yeah, it seems uh, it seems ill advised for sure. Um, I mean, I would I would take him on the Brewers right now, uh, quite frankly, as as a backup. As you know, I'm sure the Cubs might too. He's he's probably better than Jonathan VR. 
So yeah, I think I'd rather have him than um, uh, uh, Andrelton Simmons. Right? So. Has, has Andrelton Simmons played for the Cubs yet? <laughs> no, the Cubs keep talking about like, well, Andrelton Simmons is getting close, and so is Alec Mills, <laughs> and it's like, who cares? It's over. Like, wh- why? Like at this point, those guys are just liabilities taking the spot of someone else who, like a prospect who should be on this team getting major league experience. Definitely Andrelton Simmons. I mean, Alec Mills can probably stick around for a while, like as maybe a long guy, but like, I don't want Andrelton Simmons on this team. He's just going to take a spot up from someone who needs the, the experience. Yeah. I mean, like you said, man, it's the, any, any shot of the playoffs is, is not going to happen anymore. Um, yeah. There's, there's no, no reason to have him on the team. No, yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, there was never a reason, even if on a contender, I I would say, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like screw him. I don't want him on the team. Like, what is he? Is are the Cubs going to have to, you know, like, what are they going to do? Like, where are they? I mean, can they trade this guy before he even like appears with the team? Like, who is he? Who are they going to? If they sit Madrigal or Horner for an inning for for Andrelton Simmons, it's it's completely ill advised. Like at this point, like. Good God, I hope he doesn't show his face on this team. But he's probably going to. And <laughs> someone's probably going to get sent down or DFA'd to make room for him. It's stupid. Probably. Um, and maybe it'll be Erm, um, as uh, as they were calling him on Reddit. Michael Hermosillo. Yeah. Uh, it, it, does, it doesn't sound as good pronounced as it uh, as, as it did when I read it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, a couple more here. Adrian Gonzalez, um, who I always liked, uh, was good. Aubrey Huff did it. In uh, 2003, if you can if you can believe that, uh, he played he played 162 <laughs> for the uh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Actually, he had 34 homers and 170 107 RBIs too, and he hit 311. So that was a you know that that was an objectively good year for a guy who sucks. But uh, it's you know. hard hard to imagine Aubrey Huff being 26 years old either. Like he just seems like an old stupid fuck <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, anybody else stand out to you on this list, Jeremy? I'm just trying to look at, like, you know, one-and-done guys. Like, yeah, sure. You know, I saw Will Clark on that list. Sure. I- I'm actually surprised Will Clark didn't make it more. I th- he might have had a lot of injury problems in his career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Green did it uh, one year. Hashtag Jack saw him homer, right? <laughs> I, did, I did see him homer, I think, right? I, I put that on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Jimmy um, Rollins did it. We saw his last career game he did in 2007, which was his MVP year. Um, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't do it more. That's a guy who Same. seems like he would have done it more. Same. Also, Mike Schmidt only did it once as well. You'd think he would have maybe done it a couple more times. Ruben Sierra did it once in his yep. age 23 season in 1989, and then he would go yeah. on to play like 20 more years or something. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, Jeremy, I never thought of Ruben Sierra as being an everyday guy because by the time I started following baseball, he was he was not. Um, yeah. He was just a part-time player for like the last 15 years of his career. But yeah, he sure did play 162 games and, and he hit 306 that year too with Texas. And he finished second in MVP voting. And you saw him the year after I did. Uh, at, at the White Sox game. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny, it's a funny thing. Like the tale of maybe like Ruben Sierra is like the like example of like the disparity between like our early life baseball experiences because to me like 
Ruben Sierra was like an all star. Like I knew of him as like an all star. Sure. And then by the time you, yeah, by the time you got in there, like yeah, he was, yeah, just a, a journeyman bench guy. So that's that's an int- that's like the tale, the, a tale of two Ruben Sierras. That'll be like the biography <laughs> of our baseball. Yeah. He's the he's the classic example of that. You know that that'd be like that'd be like if you uh, asked someone who started following baseball in in 2015 what they thought of Albert Pujols uh, yeah. to someone who was like 10 years younger. Uh, yeah, you're totally. only you're only like five years five years older than me, Jeremy. But uh, you know, anyway, um, uh, yeah, another guy who uh, did it once was Richie Sexton. Uh, yeah. He must have done that for the Brewers. You remember Richie Sexton? I do. I remember Richie Sexton because he was the first player that I learned, like that I remember breaking his hamate bone in his hand, like the hooks of the hamate uh, bone, uh-huh. and it seems like that happens a lot now. Um, and I remember like, I remember them saying it on the pod or on the, on the, on the broadcast. And I was like, what, what is it? What are they saying? Like, I've never heard of that bone before. And I had to like, I don't even think like, I mean, I think Google was around at that point, but I didn't have like access to it. I'm like, what is that bone they're, they're talking about? And like, it seems like a, it seems dangerous. Like it can happen to like anybody, but, um, yeah, it's just a pesky little bone in the, in the hand that, that batters break on check swings a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. All all those little bones in your hand. Uh, it's it's a shame when a guy breaks one of those and he's out. Doesn't doesn't seem worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Richmond uh, Richmond Lockwood Sexton was uh, <laughs> was his full name. Sounds like uh, like I think Spen- Spencer Torkelson's full name is Spencer Enox Torkelson. Oh, uh, you know, we should just put together a list of guys who sound like they they live in the year eighteen sixty. <laughs> I came across one today, Jack, which is pretty um, fun. I'm just trying to pull it up real quick. Um, yeah, so Will Smith, the the catcher Will Smith for mm-hmm. the Dodgers, his full name is Will Dills Smith. Will, Will Dills Smith? Yeah, Dills. D, and even that's confusing because it ends with an S and begins with Smith, begins with an S. Will Dills, D-I-L-L-S, Smith. Will Dills Smith. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's, that's pretty much all you need to say about that one. But I actually now I like want to go to a Dodgers game and say like, "Hey, Will Dills," you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. That's got to be like a family name or yeah. something. Um, that's uh, yeah, that that's fantastic. We should we should definitely uh, definitely do that. Um, uh yeah, Robin Yount did it one time in his career. We're getting tail end here, Jeremy. So so I I think it it, it bears uh, saying too that uh, players have played in 162 or more games. It's happened 272 times in baseball history. So it's it's listed here that Henry Aaron is number 273 uh, at at 161. Uh, well, so that's like just the list of all time games played. 162 or higher, yeah. 162 or higher. Yeah. Um, and this is one I think you already mentioned Prince Fielder, Jack. But mm-hmm. um, yep. I think it's interesting to to say that Cecil Fielder and Prince Fielder both did it in age 27 at, for their age 27 season. That's kind of cool. Oh, interesting. I wonder how many father-son combos have played 162 games. They've got to yeah. be the only one, unless unless Bobby Bonds did it sometime. They've, they've got to be the only father-son combo ever to play 162. I think so. Let's see. Yeah, because these are alphabetical. So, like, there's, yeah, because they're an Alou, Maddie Alou did it. Um, yep. Sandy Alomar did it, but that's, like, the that's the dad. Um, yeah, the son wouldn't have done that. Uh yeah, I think I would probably wager that those are the only two uh, father-son combo. 
Nice. Yeah, you, you never you never hear people talk about that. Maybe because they had such a fractured relationship. But uh, you know, that's uh, that's something, right? Um, I think it's yeah. And cool. Mo- Moises Alou never uh, Moises Alou never never played a, a one sixty two. So no, nope. Um, yeah, I think uh, just doing a cursory glance here, I think they're the only ones. Yeah, nice. Bobby Bonds never did it either. So that's uh, yeah, that that's a nice little nugget of information. Um, you know, we should. We should work for like the the you know the we should be the people who put shit up on a scoreboard. Uh, I mean, like that seems you know if there was a one calling in my life, that's probably it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I I feel like a bunch of guys probably feel that way. But uh, sure, see, we just have to like you know you just have to step on their throats and you know <laughs> climb to the top of that mountain. Yeah, right. Probably harder than it looks. Uh, a couple of weeks ago at the uh, at the Mets game, uh, did did you see this, Jeremy? Uh, the Phillies the Phillies were in town playing the Mets, and Nick Castellanos was up to bat. And uh, mm-hmm. on the scoreboard, they put um, you know Castellanos up there. They put his stats, and then they said no deep drives to left yet. Yeah, I did see that. Always that nice. Was, uh... Yeah, always nice to take a shot at uh, Tom Brenneman whenever you can. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, by by um, the way, real quick about Tom Brenneman, I saw something. Um, Jesus, what what was it? Uh, some comedian is like doing like they're Tom Brenneman is doing some kind of like Pioneer League pr- baseball TV show or something. Uh, and then some comedian, I forgot who it was. The comedian actually was like cool, I think, but like he's doing this thing like like whatever Tom Brenneman is doing now. It's like he's literally doing like a minor league pregame show or a minor league like wrap up show. Um, so just to talk about like how far the uh, mighty quote you know whatever uh, have fallen, um, but yeah, he's doing some kind of weird gig now. Uh, it's pretty. I'm not gonna say it's sad, but it's just like it's like wow, that's that's what happened to that guy. Yeah, he's he's definitely looking to looking to get back into it. Um, uh, you know, I kind of I kind of hope he doesn't get a second chance. Yeah, and only because he's an asshole. Like you know, like I you know, like. I mean, that's a pretty horrible, like it's pretty stupid and horrible thing to say. Um, you know, maybe other guys would deserve a second chance, but Tom Brenneman's always been an asshole. So, yeah, no second chance for you. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> yeah, he thought he, he thought he was the shit, and uh, and now he's now he's done. Um, well, uh, yeah, th- this was a pretty comprehensive list of uh, guys we went down here, Jeremy. Any any last guys you want to point out? Uh, I think that's good for now, but nice. um, yeah, I mean, we'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, who the next guy to do it is. I, I wish um, maybe on the next episode uh, we'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll get a a, a solid uh, you know guess for the next guy. I'll do my research and try to put an educated guess together on who could get one sixty two. Great, yeah, and it's it's not going to be um, I, so. My guess is Marcus Semyon. We'll see if that comes to pass. Uh, it ain't going to be Christian Yelich ever again um, <laughs> yeah i guess not I think, I think that's safe to say uh okay cool well, we're we gonna have two two game episodes i think coming up for you um at, at least one if not two uh it's it's gonna be uh gonna be fun our next game is gonna be a white Sox game so uh, uh stay tuned for that one yes yeah that should be a good one the weather looks pretty clear i mean we could just say we're going to see the Sox yankees uh that's right thursday so it'll be pretty cool um, I think we remarked it's a good time to see, uh, you know, like an Aaron Judge, you know, post vaccine. Uh, right. Good to see him. He's also, you know, doing pretty well this season. But I, you know, I feel a lot, I feel a lot safer seeing him post vaccine. 
Yeah, right. Rizzo's having a good year, too. I think this might be his first time in Chicago since he got traded. So It, it uh, is because of some other reasons he was able, unable to appear last time. So. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see the reaction he gets. Um, I think it would be very White Sox if he got booed um, just because he had been on the Cubs. So we will see if that if I that know. happens. I'm almost positive it will. Um, <laughs> hey, Jack, real quick, Bo Bichette, that's my guy. I'm going to say Bo Bichette can get 162. He's played in 30 games so far this year. Okay, so okay. That's my guy. Yeah, all right. Bo, Bo knows um, game consecutive game streaks, maybe. Uh, we'll <laughs> see. Bo, Bo Jackson certainly did not know that. No. Um, uh, okay, well, yeah, that's a, that's a fine prediction. Um, yeah, we will be going to that game on Thursday, so we will get you um, uh, the recap of that next week um also check out uh, our socials at uh rain delay pod uh the twitter uh at the player every day is uh still going on yeah hashtag rain delay player of the day um and uh yeah there's been some good ones lately um i think we had the first active player uh on on uh, star wars day right jack we Harrison did, Vader. we did. I couldn't. What, what are, what are some other? I couldn't think of any other better ones that could have, could, could have been Star Wars related. Can you think uh, of any? Luke Scott, <laughs> Luke. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other right. Lukes. Didn't, didn't I mean, Luke Scott have some controversy? He certainly did. Yeah, I, I feel like we talked about it, but he was, we a, have. he was, we a, have. yeah, he was a birther, but uh, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> that's all, yeah, so I, for that reason alone, I, I would try to find another like Luke um, Gregerson or something. Maybe it's better, but sure. Uh, um. Harrison Bader though he because you got Harrison Ford and then Darth Bader so that right. I mean it doesn't get any but I don't think there's any like Princess uh, the Hut <laughs> is there a player <laughs> named Princess the I don't know anyway um, yeah so uh, that I, I, it's got to be Darth Bader for sure yeah definitely um, isn't Pizza the Hut a Spaceballs joke oh yeah Pizza the Hut for sure okay, or else Pizza is yeah. gonna send out for you. I didn't know you liked Spaceballs, Jeremy. I've never seen it. Well, Jack, um, P- uh, Spaceballs is the only Star Wars that I know. I don't really... Okay. I've seen the original Star Wars, like, maybe... I mean, I saw them as a little kid, but I'm not a Star Wars guy. I have no frame of reference for Star Wars. I've seen the first one and the first of the new... of the current prequels, uh, or, or, or sequels, whatever they are. The one with fucking uh, uh, the guy from Girls. What's his name? Adam Driver. Uh, yeah, Adam Driver also was also in the Last Duel recently. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Ridley Scott, baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll um, we'll end it there. Uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sikowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. <laughs>